Hey, today's daf is daf Chaf gimel, and we are technically up to the words tana, but we take we're meant to take out those two lines because that's sort of like in, mentioned already previously and sort of inserted here by error. That's uh, the way Rukhaim explains it. So let's begin from the following case: Paga shatamna b'tevan, v'chara shatamna b'gechalim. So paga is like a uh, immature uh, fig, and you put it in uh, covered in straw. That's the, presumably to uh, help ripen. And then, or you've also taken a charara, which is like a small cake of some sort, um, or a biscuit is one run translation, and you put it in gechalim, and it's been covered over, and it's covered over with coals. Now, importantly, Rebchaim says here, way we're understanding initially is that it is actually already extinguished. Like it's gone out, it's just covered over. So it was cooking, and now it's sort of gone out. Because otherwise, to take it out, you'd be turning over uh, fire and putting extinguishing, things like that. So the Gemara says as follows, we have an interesting debate. It says, if a little bit a bit is exposed, then I can pull it out. So either the paga or the chara, as long as it's a little bit exposed, so it's covered over, yes, but it's a little bit exposed, then I can pull it out. However, in love, it's completely covered over, then I can't. Now, what's a din? The reason is, is because those things are considered muksa. And however, we say that as long as it's tiltul min hatsad, I'm, yes, I'm moving those items out of the way as I'm lifting up this uh, as I'm lifting up this charara, but I'm not literally handling it directly. It's only happening by virtue of the fact that it's uh, uh, resting on the item I'm pulling out. However, importantly, it's um, it's not it's what's called nir ba'alma, meaning I'm not moving it minatsad. It's just really it's being shaken off. So in that situation, if it's already a little bit exposed, that seems to be fine. However, if it's completely covered over then one cannot do so. Okay, um, fine. However, what we see here is Rebbe Laza ben Tadai says, ben ben What one can do, they can pierce it with some sort of, uh, with a skewer of sorts and pull it out in that fashion. Okay, we have to understand why that is. So the Gemara says, Atad Rebbe Laza ben Tadai, it's Rebbe Laza ben Tadai, who says, even if it's fully covered over, that's Rebbe Shimon, that's actually Rebbe Shimon. Why? The Tanya loyi garer adam et amita vetakisa vetasafsal, Beta So these are all heavy furniture, a bed, a chair, a bench, and the like. You can't drag it on the ground. Because as you're doing that, you're going to effectively be plowing. You're going to make a hole. However, Rabbi Huda is matir because he says that the varsha ain't mitkaven. So you're not intending, your, your intention is not to make a hole. You're trying to transfer my bench from one side of the garden to the other, or for floor in the house, because they're made of uh, uh, soil as well. And therefore, he understands the Varsha Mendekam and Now, how does this, how, how, what are we saying that Rebbe Lazar today is like Shid Rebbe Shimon? So to hear, your, when you pierce your, um, the Paga or the Harara with a skewer in order to pull it out, the fact that other things are moving, that's the Varsha and Mitkaven. Okay? And that's how it aligns one, one, and, and one with the other. Okay, then why, then why need a skewer? Oh, because you can't handle it directly, I think. Because, uh, no, because in your mama's picking up something that's muksa. Okay, I uh, yeah, I think so. I think that's the idea. I think it's the idea. Yeah, no, but in that situation, you actually, if you're actually picking up the um, if you're actually picking up the coals, I, I, I'm not sure, but it sounds like I think if you're actually picking up the coals physically, then you actually mid to pick up the coal and move it away. Right. Okay. This is. I think it's it's it's. is. I'm doing particular action, and there's a side ramification of which that I did, that I did that I had no intention of that I didn't intend for it to happen. Meaning, I don't want it to happen necessarily. Okay. So here, but if your prime action is picking up directly, then much that's a kavana. Okay. okay. I, I think. I think. 
right. I'm just I just want to register. It seems to me that there's no di- that there's no significant difference between the um, whatever utensil you're using to to reach through the coals to get to the charara and to reach with your finger with two no, no, fingers. I think with a skewer, it could pierce it without actually moving anything. Right, you'd be able to get it straight through. I assume, but. Um, mm-hmm. I think I said that. But, but, but however, just maybe to set your mind at ease, Rukhain brings a different explanation. He says that actually Rebel Azabin today says tiltum in that side is not considered tilt no matter what. Even the case where even if it's completely in. So then the question is, why are we even comparing him to Rabbi Shimon? Right? Because it's just an issue of, of the tiltum at side. It's not a problem. Even if I'm going to, uh, even if it's completely covered, it's not near Ba'alma like the Chachamim maintain. So therefore, they, they explain they're actually talking about where the coals are lochashot. They actually, um, they're actually uh, still alight. And the dvashim bekaven is because as I move things around, it's going to be mavir. It's going to be mechaber. That's what that's. It's that issue that we're addressing by comparing to Rabbi Shimon, and not the issue of tilt or moving things about per se. Uh, what's interesting here is, despite the fact when I'm a taltel, even I'm not mitkaven, there's two ways of understanding this because you also run to the issues even if, if, if even if it's dvashim miskaven. Well, if it's psychratia, it might be a problem. Meaning, if it's definitely going to happen, it could be a problem, right? I'm not going to get involved in the halachas, but there's a lot of mechanics here when it comes to Hashem Eskaven. Is it psychratia? It's definitely going to happen or not? So, Reb Chaim says either it's not necessarily psychratia, they're going to move the tevin, or alternatively, the Roshami holds the psychratia de lonichale, since it's definitely going to happen, but you don't really, it's, uh, it's not beneficial to me for that, for it to occur. Therefore, that would be mortar. So, we're adding another few layers of halachic terminology here. To explain what is happening in this sugya, in other words, Tashim it's gaven. It could be psikresh, could be definite, but it might be psikresh that the fact that, um, or even like partly, but that I don't want necessarily the calls to to move. It's not nicha for me. Um, it's not like you know warming up my house as a result of the like. Okay, let's continue. Um, fine. Rabbi Bar b'shem Rab Chuna said Rab Chai b'shem Rab Zir and Rabbi Yosef said said b'shem Rabbi Ila. So the first understanding is, is when the Chachamim say you can't drag along the ground, what happens if this if this uh, chair was um, immersed in the mud? It's very wet outside, it's very muddy, and the chair is somewhat immersed in it. Can I pull it out? And it says, You can pull it out. Why? Because, again, what would I think the problem? The, thing, the problem I would think is, there's a hole there, and if I pull it out, it's going to be sort of the hole. Okay. Similarly, kamadat amar Just I can take it out. I can put it back in again. Okay. Now, why is it that they understand Chachamim would agree with Rabbi Shimon in that situation? Since it's so muddy, there's no structure there that I'm being sotter. It's a goop, like a gloopy area, one of a better technical term, such that there is no structure when I pull it out that I'm sotter anything. The whole thing's like a like a soup, if you like, or less than a more than a soup, but like you know, slime as my daughter would play with. Right. Um, versus, uh, but and therefore, also when you put it back, you're not making a constructing a hole because as soon as you pull it out, the hole's going to. Cl- it's not even a hole that's there. It's sort of, sort of moving this mud aside. That's the assumption here. So the Gemara then continues by saying as follows: um, What it means is, how do we have a proof that Chachamim agree in a situation where it's very muddy that you'd be able to take the, bed, the this chair out of the mud and put it back in again? Because we have another mission. Read Reb Chaim says it's a mission in Kilayim. That says, I'm reading Reb Chaim. If you, you might remember this Mishnah, that if you cover over in the ground, you bury turnip and radishes underneath a geffen, underneath a vine, and you're doing it for storage purposes, and some of the uh, leaves are exposed. 
Mitalim b'Shabbos, you can pull it out on Shabbos. Afagav, despite the fact that kochach meziz afar, you're going to pull apart some of the the soil. Vinishmat laguma v'sotem laguma, and it, and the and the and the hole in which this uh, leffet was is going to collapse. Val kochach, it must be that why chachamim allow it. It must be the afar the afarach. You're not talking about with soft soil, like more in a sand rather than a proper, uh, like a proper ground. And it must be that it would be comparable to the case of mud, that if it, was, that if it wasn't for the left, the whole thing would have collapsed anyway. Like it's very soft soil. Okay, so you see, look, that's a mission that seems to support this idea. Chacham would agree that if the nature of the soil is very muddy or very soft, then there's no problem of putting things in and out of the ground there. Another in terms of this, or maybe of soter a hole or hofer a hole. So, um, however, the Gemara says no. I'm Rabbi Yosef Barbon. Maybe that's the Rabbi Shimoni. Who says that Mishnah is Chachamim? Maybe that Mishnah is Shita Rabbi Shimon. So, I'm Rabbi Yosef Manita Amarken. The Mishnah says it's false. Sorry, the Mita. Sorry, the Mishnah proves that, meaning proves that uh, that it's um, once again Mita Amarken that, that it's the Rabbanan says it's Asur and even in Tit. Meaning it's against what we just said. Because it says, that all kelim are allowed to drag along the ground except for an agala, which is like a, a, a like a, something has a wheel, like a little wagon, because that's kovesha. It just presses the soil down, it doesn't tear away at the soil. And the assumption here, by the way, is that here doesn't differentiate between the nature of the soil, <clears throat> whether it's muddy, whether it's not muddy. So you see the chachamim have a problem, even if it's not going to construct a nice hole or not. So the Gemara says, so in other words, this is now flying in the face of that assertion that Chachamim would agree in the case of a chair when it's in a muddy soil. So but one second. That Mishnah that you said was Shittat Rebbe Shimon, the case back in Kilayim. That you said was, you said, you know, again, the case in Kilayim was I can pull that turnip head out of the ground that I put in storage underneath this Gephon on Shabbos. And we said, we initially said, oh, that's Chachamim. You know why it's Chachamim? Because, you know, it's soft soil. And then, you know, you can see, you can, just, when the soil's soft or muddy, you can take things in and out of it. And we said, no, 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 that's Rabbi Shimon. So the Gemara now says, how can that possibly be Rabbi Shimon? What do you mean, Shvit? Because there's in that situation when you're Tomata Lefet, Tachat, Agef, and you don't have to worry about Kilaim, because it's not considered Mamash planting it there. And you also don't have to worry about Shmita. Okay, so he might say, therefore, it can't be Rabbi Shimon. Why? Rabbi Shimon, to pat a lot of shviz. One second, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, why? Rabbi Shimon, Mati, Besvichi, Shviz, Vataman, Hachi. So, how can you say that to Rabbi Shimon? You said it's like Rabbi Shimon there. But in Shviz, how can it be Rabbi Shimon? Because Rabbi Shimon's Mati, Besvichi, Shviz, he says no problem of Svichim. If you recall, Svichim as is aftergrowth. Normally, we say that's Asum. And Rabbi Shimon said it's mutar. So you see that why does it, then why does the mission have to say there's no problem with this turnip being at the bottom of this, you know, buried under this by the foot of this geffen? Um, there's no concern regarding Shemitah. But of course, there's no regard if it's Rabbi Shimon, of course, there's no concern regarding Shemitah because he has no choshesh mishum svichim. How the Gemara says, okay, fine, but svichim is not the only thing to be concerned about during Shemitah. The, the other concern of Rabbi Shimon, one is you're simply not allowed to plant in Shemitah. So that's saying that's not the concern. Also, you've got no concern Mishum Ketushat Shvit. What's Mishum Ketushat Shvit? Meaning also that which grows, you might think, might have the sanctity of Shemitah, like something that grows in Shemitah. 
So therefore, when Rabbi Shimon is, in other words, you can say that Mishnah's Shita Rabbi Shimon and exclusive Rabbi Shimon Nachachamim, and granted that he doesn't care about Basvichim anyway, there are other considerations at play, which is Kedushat Shvid and also the issue of planting during Shmita. Metanenan, Alf Rabbi Shimon, the Mishnah referred to Rabbi Shimon. So, any Choshesh lo Mishum Shvid, velo Mishum Kedushat Shvid, meaning planting in Shmita or Kedushat Shvid. Okay, let's continue. Taman Amrim. Now, here we have a machlok between Taman and Hacha. Taman meaning Babel. And Hacha meaning Eretz Yisrael. So that you one can cook in the sun directly. So you can put something outside in the sun because the sun heating up is a problem. However, something that's heated up by the sun, you wouldn't be able to, wouldn't be able to, um, you wouldn't be able to use that to cook anything on Shabbos. However, Raman and Hacha, meaning those in Eretz Yisrael, there are Chachamim here. Says Amrin Ben Chama Ben Chama Ben both are muta. Okay, that's our debate we put down now. So Manitim, firstly, we've got a mission that seems to was pligi al Rabbanan. Tahacha, meaning on Eretz Israel. Now, again, the Rabban of Eretz Israel say the issue with um that there's no issue, sorry, with Toldat Hachama, something that's heated up by the sun. Because our Mishnah says, Loit titzla. You're not allowed to cover over uh, this egg, if you like, in um, soil or dust from the road or sand that is beaten by the sun. So you see, that's something that's told out Tachama, heated by the sun. It's not like you're not allowed to do that. So there seems to be a kasha on the Rabbana of Eretz Yisrael. So we say, no, Shni, it's different. Shu or Secharitz. Because the issue is not cooking that situation. The issue is digging. By digging it up, that is, a, that is the issue on Shabbos. Okay? Another read, Vachayim, Mishum Shabbasha, Matmin, the time you're going to start burying in the ground, or Secharitz, you're making a ditch. Vaasu Mishum Chofer, it is if you are digging. Okay, so in other words, even though Rabbi Yossi's palig besudarim, he, he's cholik in the case of these shmatas, this is what he explained in the Mishnah, kind of, actually. That was actually a different reason. But um, um, it, it, in other words, the shmata, he says, if you've got a shmata, let's heat up the sun, you can cover it over. Here, there, as we said in the Mishnah, he's, he agrees he wouldn't be able to, to bury it over with the remets. Now, I saw remets with, this, with uh, the soil. Now, I at the time said, uh, in Esther Shir, that the issue was, Chashash, the people might cover over with covered over with other cinders and the like. That was that explanation. You see, the Rishami here has actually got a different concern altogether. That the concern is not because of that, but rather because you, uh, the process of doing so, you can effectively dig a hole. Okay, as you're trying to tomen in this afar drachim. Okay, so um, now Ilum says Ilumar bekemachiot. Had however you said that we you cannot tomen with flour that was heated up by the sun. Then indeed it would have been a kasha. But the fact we're talking about like, like the roadside, soil, things like that, it's a different concern altogether, which is a charitz. Okay. Now we've got a mission that seems to be cholek on the uh, um, the uh, sorry. A mission that seems to be cholek on the chachamim of Taman. Now again, the chachamim of there, the over there, and meaning in Babel, say that it is asun told atachama, something heated by the sun. So the Tanir Bishimam Gamliel Omer, Rabishimam Gamliel says. Megalgalin beitzin al gag shel sid roteach megalgalin beitzin al gabi afar roteach. Now, what's this talking about? Now, again, we said that megalgalin means lightly roasting. The way the Pnei Moshe explains it, I forgot to mention yesterday, is why do we call it megalgalin? Megalgalin usually means rolls, because that's once the egg is sort of slightly roasted, it seems to roll more easily, right? Um, that is that's the explanation. So, in other words, it seems to be a distinction, according to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, of where you can heat it up. You can heat it up on your roof, but you can't heat it up in afar in soil. Now, what's the difference? We don't have the roof or on the soil. There was both heated up by the sun. 
Difference is whether you make a chametz. Ah, that's perfect. That sounds like exactly the Rabbanan, the sorry, the Hacha, and not like the Rabbanan Taman. Because according to Rabbanan Taman, it doesn't matter. Anything heated up by the sun is asur. Okay? Um, uh, fine. So, so Avdin Rabbanan Taman, what Chachamim Beretz Israel do? Patrin Le Chalukin Arabishimam Mengamliel. So, no. You bring a Kasha from Shira Rabbishimam Mengamliel. Fine, that's Shidrav Shimon Mangamliel. But the Chachamim Macholek with him. And they say even something that was anything that's, I should say, anything that's headed up by the sun would be awesome. Okay. Now, Aldate de the Radan de Taman, according to the Rabbi Chachamim Beretz Israel, Masa Asu and Sheitiveria, it seems to work. Meaning, I'll explain. If you recall in our Mishnah, we said that the Ansheitiveria, what they do, they took a pipe, passed it through the Chachamitiveria. And then passed water through and heated up. And Achachami said, "What you're doing is wrong." Okay, there are lots of ways to understand what is happening. The Bible explains it either it's got to do with hatmana, something mosif chevel, or that something. And there's uh, or there's again, there's a lot of ways when you understand the Mishnah and the Bible to understand it. However, the Chachamim, the assumption this Gemara is, is that this the Chame Tevera considered toldat achama, if you like, heated by the sun. That's where their major source of heat is, if you like, and therefore. When the Chachamim says what you are doing is wrong is because you're heating up your water in something that's told Atachama. So according to the Rabban and the Taman, Rabban and Mabavil, the fact that the Chachamim told them off what you're doing is wrong by trying to heat it up on Shabbos was Lefiha Lacha, which is according to the Shita. Okay? Because again, it's heated up by something that's told Atachama. Okay? However, Valdat and the Rabban and Chacham, according to Chachamim of, of, of uh, Eretz Israel, that says you're allowed to heat something on told Atachama, that the conclusion of Mishnah is Allah has not let the Chachamim that told them off, but rather what the Anshay Tiveri were doing was absolutely correct and fine. Okay? That's how the, that's how the Chachamim Babel would, sorry, Chachamim Eretz Yisrael, Rabban Adahak would understand it. Because again, they were being told off, but according to the Chachamim Eretz Yisrael, they're actually allowed to do that if you understand, once again, that the only issue at play is that the water is being heated, heated up by Toldat Achama, something heated up by the sun. Okay? What's what's the Matthias of being heated up by the sun? Meaning? Like, why is it hot? Right? Again, there's... Oh, under- how, so, how it's so hot that it heats up in a way that you, if you wanted to heat water, you would put it in the sun. I know. Again, what's the Matthias? Um, again, I'm not actually, actually sure in terms of um, whether they understood that the, the, the hot springs are literally heated by the sun itself. Like yeah. daytime, or it's heated up by you call it the sun from a different perspective. I'm not exactly sure the mitzvahs have understood it. The gemara, bubbling when you talk about it, they actually say that it's actually there's a machloket exactly about it, whether it's heated up by todachama or tovata or they say it goes a pitchol shagendim or something like that, or literally the earth. <laughs> or nowadays we'd probably understand it or something like along those lines. But sure. uh, but again, it's it's uh, simplicity. I think this uh, the Rishami, the way at least the way the Reb Chaim understands it. Is clearly the assumption this sugya. It's defined as toldata chama, not defined as odata or whether it literally is by the sun. I don't know, but that's the halachic categorization of it. Let's put it that way. Okay, masa ashantu and sheitaveria. So now we mentioned that sheitaveria. The Gemara brings a bit of a history, a brighter that it seems to uh, explain what happened with all the laws of bathing on Shabbos and the like. So you initially what hayu sotmi into kamim me'erev Shabbos v'nichnesin v'rochzin b'Shabbos. So what are the what are this? What are these kamim? Again, different ways of explaining it, but um, Reb Chaim explains the kamim are. It says the kamim whom makom shatachat amerchatz. 
there's and the bathhouse you should put some sort of fire beneath it obviously but it says makom it's a place that's where they used to fuel the fire. A, kamin, a, kamin in, in, a kamin in in yiddish is is a is a fireplace just just wait oh, sorry verkhotsina gabav ויש בו נקבים שהמרחץ מתחמם על ידי אותם נקבים. And there were holes in between through which it, well, according to um, Kamim, it, the, the uh, common editor says it's a chalon, a window, and smoke came out. But it seemed to be some sort of venting works of some, through which the bath above it was heated. וברישונה אינישלי הסותמים את הנקבים, they would seal, initially they would seal them, שלא יתחמם בשבס, so it wouldn't heat during Shabbos, and have a yurachotzim sham, and then bathe in it. The afa pishu chamim erev Shabbos loichpal. The fact, the fact, it was really warm before Shabbos, they would use it. So it would be an enclosed place. It would, the, the heat would be retained, and they bathe in this in this place on Shabbos. It would be no problem. However, you see, still elderly mikvus, mikvus who are older than the modern mikvus, you see them still on Shabbos putting back the boards on top. So the heat which ah, the came in from. Okay, the, the the case of boards we'll get to in the next in the next Amud. We'll get to the boards in a moment. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an important point because the boards is coming next. So initially, what happened is it's not the boards over the bath itself. We'll get to that, but over the no, on the top. There was on the a top. It's in between heat source. It sounds like in between it. The closer ventilation of some sort. Okay. Um. Fine. Uh, it's actually interesting that come in quite a bit more. There's some sort of kum come in. Not to bring some more of this come in now. But again, Reb Chaim seems to like explain, like you explain some sort of like, like the Yiddish explanation, I guess. Um, however, what happened was, Nechshadu, liot memalim otam eitim erev Shabbos, would like a vaolech be Shabbos. So Nechshadu, what would happen is they would uh, fill it up with wood and they would, uh, and it says, I'll read Reb Chaim, v'anakabim p'tuchim, all the holes and windows are open, and the water would heat on Shabbos. And the concern was that what's going to happen is not warm enough. Someone's going to go downstairs and turn over the coals a little bit. Okay? They came to Nichshu Bachar Asrul Imadr Chitza. So you know what? You're not allowed to bay. Game over. The Asrul Machitza Vatum Zaya. How are they allowed to do Zaya? Now it's not so, I don't know. It comes in and out of fashion, like going to a Schwitz room, like a sauna, I think they call it, right? But it seems to me that that, that, that was a thing. They would go in, now, they wouldn't be allowed to bathe. But they would use it, they would go on Shabbos as a sauna, like to, to Schwitz. And Nechshidu, then what happened? It ended up being that people were abusing that as well. They come out all uh, all like fresh, and they said, what were you doing to stay? Oh, I was, I was Schwitzing, but he really had a nice bath. Therefore, they said, forget it. They got to a point where there were two baths in there. One was Sweet water, the other one was salted water. Now, what's actually mean? There are three explanations here. The Korban Ada actually says, he says the Maluchim and the Chamei Teveria that they were allowed to bath in, and the other ones was regular water that was heated up. Okay. Rev Chaim actually says, no, one was hot and the Maluchim were actually cold. Whereas Pede Moshe says, is the Maluchim were those for Fuah, salty water, like, you know, um, Dead Sea sort of water, if you like. And the Gzair wasn't placed on those, right? In other words, whatever it was, one was Mutar to use, one was Asur to use. Probably sulfur. Sorry? Sulfur baths. But somehow about yeah, Malachim, that's... Uh... Okay. So next you, however, what would happen in is I would board up, as you said, put boards over the bath you're not allowed to use, and expose one you word. Next you would Nasarim uh, so then what happened was is that they that what the the concern was is that people would go in take off those boards jump in the bath and come out and said yeah i went through the malukhim one 
which how would you explain it? So therefore, asrul metakol. They said it's all asrul. Okay. Um, then what's interesting here when it says asrul metakol, and the Reb Chaim says umatniti diktani maasheshansu and sheitaveria was caught in mezera. In other words, what happened in Atzeret Severia predated all this. Okay. However, Kim Once I'm Israel, I'll say it seemed to be uh, more particular and careful with these laws. that bit by bit they rolled back all these gzeirot. Until they allowed them to use this meimara water was hid before Shabbos in a mara, literally a cave. But this is water hid in Shabbos in an area that which would be enclosed to maintain the heat. and this is the again these these uh, hot springs. However, they didn't allow them to be havad lontio to bring towels with back with them. Or who allowed them that's havad lontiot? Who allowed them to bring it? That was Rabbi Chana ben Akavia. Now, what's the issue with with um, these towels? The concern was is shema yischot that if you have a small towel, you dry yourself off when it's sopping wet, you'll end up squeezing it out. Okay, that's why that's why you're allowed to bathe. But we're concerned they'll have problems with the towels. Okay. Um, the Tani Shaloshat Varim Hitira Bihanania Ben Akavia. Um, there were three things Rabbi Hanani Ben Akavia was Matir. One is Atza Shabayam. Atza Shabayam or Etza Shabayam. The explanation of that is different explanations here as well. But Rabbi Chaim says, Hitira Min Perat Ba Atza Shabayam. They're allowed to do Hatmana, wrap these uh, things in the Atza Shabayam. What are they? What are these Atza? Hen Asavim Shigadil Miyam. There's some sort of, it sounds like a seaweed of some sort. Something grows or, or reads, some people explain it, but it sounds more like a seaweed of some sort that grew in the ocean. They're allowed to wrap it up. Despite the fact there's moisture in it, it doesn't make it susceptible to dormus. If you recall, any food before they plucked from the ground, picked from the tree, that before you can make it susceptible to tumor, it has to, sorry, before it becomes susceptible to tumor, it has to come to contact with one of seven liquids. So despite the fact this atta was moist, they said it doesn't make it susceptible to tumor. Because your intention there is not to make it uh, to make it wet. That's one understanding. Another saying, another understanding it's not got to do with Tumantara issue, it's got to do with the laws of Atmana itself. Is this something that's Mosif Hevel or not? And we'll get when you get to Atmana, we'll discuss it in more detail. What does it mean Mosif Hevel, not Mosif Hevel? It's into increase heat, it doesn't increase heat while it's being uh, while it's being insulated, but we'll just address that. Secondly, it was Matthias Vehitir Kutsutra. Now, I'm not sure if you remember this Masech de Ruven, but in, in the Gazustra, we're talking about a balcony that is hanging over a body of water. And you want to draw water from there on Shabbat. The problem is, I'm not a take, the body of water itself is a caramelite. My balcony is Rishasiyachit. And I can't do that on Shabbat. I'm not transferred from a caramelite to Rishasiyachit. What he allowed you to do is you cut out a four by four hole in your balcony at the floor of it. And then what I do is I view the floor space next to it, each tent fucking long, as if it's folded down. This is a crown, etc. I view if it's folded down. And therefore, what I've done, I've effectively created a shusiyachid in that hole. So the cooler was for the sake of supplying water on Shabbos. That was specific in that situation, is I can view the space directly through that hole at the bottom as Shusiyachid. And that way I can draw water on Shabbos from down below up above. That's that's the second thing he was matir. Okay, we'll discuss that later on as well. Ve'etir havad lontiot. And he also allowed one to bring these lontiot, these um, these towels back. So one second, we've got a kasha. Tamatinim, we learned a mishnah. Ha'rachetz b'ma'ara or b'me'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'ma'
Why? Because again, Shema, you'll squeeze them out. The continuation of Mishnah was, but if it's 10 people, even with one, you'd be able to, because you wouldn't they'd be remind one another. Ah, but one second. Didn't we just say Rabbi Hanan ibn Akadia was matirat? And that Mishnah seems to say it's Asur. So what do you say? Shmuel Amar, Ma'yavid Hanan Savura de Loyale Philoshimish. Such a nice um, explanation. Ma'ya Rukhaim says, What do we do with the Talmud? Shalaman Mishnah, he's great at Mishnahis. Veloyale, he doesn't like Gemara. Veloshimish Talmud Chachamim, and he wasn't, he wasn't Meshamish Tachamim. Veloyade, and he simply doesn't know the Hadamatnit in Konamish, Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Hanina, Havat Lutiyat. And that mission is on a kasha because that mission was taught before Rabbi Hanina was matirat. But I mean, In other words, yes, you know Mishnah as well, but you have to learn Gemara, you have to learn Mishamish Tamech Chachamim to understand the order of things at play, and therefore you realize it's not a kasha. All right, call to everyone. Have a good Shabbos. Shabbos, everybody. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. Good Chodesh. Good Chodesh.